Did I say your name correctly, Clay? Conry. Yep. Conry. Okay. Yep. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, so yeah, I have. A, I, I have always a say I've been called worse. So that's that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. So no, you don't have to worry about that here. Um, so working cows podcast, from what I have been able to gather from looking at your history and listening to a couple of episodes, is that um, you are talking to and trying to figure out some of the innovations around, I guess, um, the cattle ranching and, and producing industry. Um, and it looks like you're doing pretty strong. You got a, um, a heavy amount of episodes behind you, which is awesome. Um, so it looks like things are moving there. So just um, talk to us a little bit about your show um, and then how you got started. And we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, you uh, did your homework. You provided a pretty good summary of what we are shooting for with the Working Cows podcast is just to provide, you know, the tagline that I came up with before I was a uh, podcaster is to provide producers a platform to discuss paradigm challenging practices. And then, you know, when you become a podcaster, you realize I don't want that many P's in one <laughs> sentence, but uh, that was kind of my, uh, my background from my professional life as a pastor and falling in love with alliteration, I guess. I don't know what the problem was there, but uh, that's how I came up with it. And so it all kind of started from a class that I was in, um, kind of getting myself ready to to be full, be more involved in the ranching industry. And I got involved in this class and one of the class uh, presenters or actually one of the, the teachers in the class continually said, somebody needs to start a podcast from this class. And uh, I was like, well, I've got some expertise around audio and websites and different things like that, that I've gained from being involved in a church for 11 years. And I could probably figure out how to ask ranchers questions. And that was kind of how it all started and, and what the show is all about. Just finding producers who are doing things outside the box and giving them an opportunity to uh, share some of those things. And, and really, I try to take deep dives on, on single issues rather than cover a broad scope of their operation. And that's just kind of uh, a, a strategy for maintaining a flow of guests that I've had you on once. And it probably brought up other conversations that we can have later, but we want to we want to take a deep dive on this issue, and then later right. on we can come back and talk about other issues. Okay, no, that's pretty awesome. All right, so you were um, so you're talking to the the teacher. You kept mentioning the podcast, and, and you kind of took up the uh, the charge and ran with it, which is really great, um, especially with the whole taking action and, and trying to figure it out. Um, what did you? Um, I guess where did you start resource wise? Did you stumble into one of the classes that is kind of out there already, um, like a John Lee Dumas type of thing uh, with Entrepreneur on Fire and like the Podcasters Paradise, or were you just kind of googling and figuring it out? Like you know, kind of how did you really start to figure out a lot technical aspect and kind of get moving there? Yeah, um, I'm not sure the order of it all, but definitely probably the biggest influence on how I launched my podcast was John Lee Dumas and his. Uh, free podcast course, the 15 session, I think it is podcast course. Right. Um, 
and yeah, I just basically, I need to go back through and watch those again, but I basically followed that from, you know, to the letter as much as I could and have been following that, you know, kind of his suggested model throughout the whole, throughout the whole process. So, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to probably run into a lot of people that are <laughs> following that model for sure. <clears throat> I'm doing the same thing, actually. That's um, like I said, I started back in 2015, same kind of thing. I had a barbecue related um, podcast and um, it was, you know, figure out the Libsyn, you know, get all the hosting going, trying to move from there, et cetera. And, you know, kind of taking those steps. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's been moving forward. Uh, the free podcasting course uh, is definitely a great resource for a lot of people to kind of look out and, and get going there. Um, what kind of a, um, so when you're first starting, like I'm looking at the equipment cause we're on, we're sharing a video right now through zoom sure. um so did you start with some basic equipment and kind of upgrade did you already know sort of what you wanted to purchase how did you kind of um, pull the trigger on making a decision hardware wise uh i think this 15 dollars kneewer boom arm is the only thing i've bought so far <laughs> in podcasting uh everything else has been borrowed um i've got my mic that i started with which was a old beat up mic out of a church closet and uh, just kind of borrowed it. I do most of my recording in my office here at the church. And so this is a, you know, kind of a knockoff of a sure mic that I started with. And, um, you know, I actually am talking to you right now through a Rode Procaster. Uh, one of my listeners sent that to me. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah. So I just, I, put out uh, one of the podcasts I listened to because basically I've been a podcast junkie for a long time right. and that kind of goes back to how I got started is one of the podcasts I listened to all the time I actually had John Lee Dumas on and talked about earning an in income online and uh, so that I was familiar with John Lee Dumas through that and then they also give away a shout out on their podcasts to people who start a website using their hosting link and stuff like that so okay anyways um, I saw one of the other podcasts that I listened to uh, that he had an Amazon wish list and that he would plug it every so often in his episodes. And so I was like, hmm, maybe I should try that. So I developed an Amazon wish list. And then when I had a, a pretty big name guest come on, I plugged that and I'm getting ready to do it again because uh, the guy that sent me to this or sent me these things that he sent from my Amazon wish list said, you need to tell those ranchers to loosen up their purse strings a little bit and <laughs> help you out. So yeah. Right. So it was, like I said, I think I, I bought two pop filters and a knee were boom arm. Everything else I've been using is borrowed from the interface to the headphones and, and all that so far. That's incredible. Actually, that's that's a um, an interesting point. I never thought about that. So I know I get a lot of questions around monetization and other things when I when I try to help people get started. And I'd actually never even thought about that concept as like literally a donation type of scenario where it's like, hey, if you want to help us out, you know, you could send money, but here's a wish list. Just buy us something. Right. <laughs> that's actually yeah, a really you, great if idea. You send me, if you send me money, I'm either going to pay for hosting with it or or buy equipment. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just reinvest so, right back into the business. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now that makes oh. perfect sense. So now, um, so with a lot of the guests that you're getting, um, so clearly your, your industry is around, um, you know, farming and cattle ranching, I think more specifically than anything else. Um, right. how are you, um, you know, setting up and kind of procuring guests, getting those emails and conversations started? Um, you know, how, how have you found that, um, to be from a, from a struggle point and then kind of like, how are you getting through that and identifying who you want to talk to and, and setting up those appointments? Sure. Uh, you know, all of the guests so far, pretty much I've just cold called my way into, uh, 
a connection with them. A couple of them were connections I, I had through the continuing education course that I was in where the instructor was saying somebody needs to start a podcast. So, um, but a lot of it has just been emails, Twitter, um, you know, at replies and direct messages, uh, Facebook messages, you know, it's just, a lot of it has just been kind of out there hustling, trying to find people who are willing to sit down for a, a conversation and, and making that happen. So that's, been most of it so far. I had one guest or one listener email me and we got into uh, an exchange with emails and he dumped a list of like six or eight guests that were really big influential people in the industry. And I've been working my way through that list. And so um, I'm trying to think if I've recorded a list, I've recorded one episode from that list and uh, others have just been kind of you know, we were in the same place or in the same Twitter uh, thread and I reached out to them and, and stuff like that. Right. So I guess the story of my podcast so far has been that all you have to do is ask. <laughs> and a lot of people have been willing to come on so far. Now, let me let me ask this with the farming industry, because um, actually this is one of the the problems that I was having with my my previous podcast with the barbecue one. So a lot of people that are like KCBS competitors or um, any of the other barbecue competitors that are out there, um, a lot of those gentlemen are not technically savvy <laughs> um, yes. to kind of put it easy. And so it's it's difficult to even just get a hold of them, let alone like, hey, you need a headphone to record or we're going to do this and this. Um, have you, you know, how have you found that um, with dealing with your potential guests of any of the kind of technology barriers? And have you tried to do anything to overcome that? Or have you just been lucky so far? <laughs> well, you know, I, I would say I'd have to go through and do the math, but I would say probably 75 to 80% of my interviews so far have been in uh, phone interviews. Okay. And just using free recording apps for my cell phone and then, you know, and then recording locally through Audacity and then going through and muting the phone recording where I'm talking and matching it up, you know, and so it's, it's a lot of work. And actually that was the top thing on my Amazon wish list was a, a phone recording tool to split the audio track into left and right channels so that you can send it through an interface into a DAW or a digital audio workstation and then record those separate tracks. So you just delete your track from the phone recording and then match it up with your local recording from your, your microphone. So, um, that, They've all been phone interviews pretty much. I've had a couple okay. of Skype interviews. I did one via Zoom with a guy from Australia. So, right. nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, it's pretty much all all phone interviews. And as far as reaching out to them and getting a hold of them, um, I'm sure I'm leaving a lot of people on the table just because right now I'm just reaching out to people that come my way via Twitter or Facebook. Um, there's a there's a group called the Stockmanship and Ranch Roping Group on Facebook that's very active with a lot of kind of paradigm challenging people in there as far as the way they're handling their business. And so I've reached out to a few of them through there and they've been pretty reachable. And so, yeah, just okay. been using using social media mostly and right. some email, some cold calls. Um, and like I said, I'm sure I'm leaving a lot of really interesting paradigm challenging folks on the table there. Uh, and I, I hope that as the show grows, the network also grows and I have the opportunity to, um, to touch base with some of those people who are a little bit less reachable through social media channels. 
Right. Okay. No, that's really awesome. Now with the, let me just, um, I want to dig a little bit deeper because I might actually have something that could help with that. Um, so with the phone recording, you said you were using some of the apps for your phone. Were those like local apps that you just ran on your phone and they would record your conversation or how are you actually trying to do that? Yep. Yep. That's how I did it. I actually okay. had a disaster with that. I'd <laughs> save somebody the trouble. Well, the, the app that I was using on my Android phone, I think it was called Free Call Recorder. It deletes okay. old conversations unless you save them. And I didn't realize that. And I lost two two episodes to that. But those Ooh. guys were gracious enough to to go back and do the episodes again. But yeah, it was kind of embarrassing to have to email them and say, hey, uh, yeah, that great conversation we had. Can we have it again? <laughs> yeah. I've had to do that once or twice before. Um, there was a Skype conversation where the, the video recorder, we were an hour and a half into the conversation, getting ready to wrap up, and then the whole thing completely crashed and died. Oh. And I was like, well, I, I just lost two hours of conversation. Let's, let's have it again. No. Um, yeah. But so one of the things that I did um, that might help, um, so Google Voice, uh, it's like a... Um, you can get like a virtual phone number essentially and it kind of forwards mm-hmm. and, and does some things like that. If somebody calls you on the Google voice number, you actually have the option of turning on recording. And so Google will do the recording for you and then we'll send you back the MP3 at the end of the conversation automatically. Um, so I don't know if that's something that you've looked into or not, but that is an option for doing phone call recording. The quality is not mm-hmm. tremendously awesome, but when phone call is your only option, um, it does work really well. And they actually will just send you the recording to your Gmail. So you just have it like right in your Google Drive. So you don't have to worry about it kind of purging or anything like that. Um, right. So that's just, um, it, oh, go ahead. Is it a mono track of both sides of the conversation in one? Um, so it's their side of the conversation from okay. the last time I did it. Now, this was back in 2015. So I don't know if they've changed anything in the past three years or not. Um, I haven't had to do it yet. But what I tend to do um, when I'm recording conversations anyway, I always run a separate recording of my track regardless. Um, so I try to split the channels if I can or if I have somebody coming in for something else. Um, so because I'm so paranoid about losing recordings, everything's actually duplicated. So like I'm recording Zoom right now and Zoom is being wired through my system to an H5 um, Zoom recorder. And so mm-hmm. I actually have a physical recording of our conversation happening plus this digital. And so I'm covering my my tush both ways. <laughs> sure. yep. So um, so actually, I don't even remember specifically if it was both or not, but I do know that I was patching sound together. So I think we were separate. Um, but okay. I can't remember if I just did that because I did it anyway. <laughs> right. Um, so like I said, it's been a while. I can probably go back and actually find the original recording since it was my gmail um and i can i can let you know but i mean it is an option so i think other um like evoice and some of the other like kind of those phone spoofing companies that are out there that give you that virtual number i think they all do the same thing the catch is that they have to call you you can't do it on an outgoing call right um so but yeah i mean you mentioned it too there's the phone call recording systems um you can speak on the phone on skype and some other systems that are out there so there's a couple things you can try but yeah it's unfortunately it's not the greatest of marriages and technology <laughs> right. at this point. Yep. Yeah. And my, my whole deal was just that it's a single track and, the, and, you know, from what I'd seen anyways, the, the apps that I was aware of were single tracks and, and you were going to have to edit, you know, yourself out of the, the other person's conversation and then marry it up to your local recording. But, you know, Skype for business is one of those things, but you got to pay for it. And so right. that was my, <laughs> my barrier to entry there. Yeah. Trying to avoid it as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so you mentioned you're using audacity for your recording, right? Yeah. I'm about to make the switch to Reaper, but um, I am using audacity currently. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so with moving to Reaper, um, what about Reaper kind of attracted you to everything? So I personally, I've looked at them a long time ago, but I don't know where they're at right now, but I'm using, um, Adobe audition. Mm-hmm. Um, I just bit the bullet and, and paid for the whole creative cloud suite. Um, cause audition is a really, really nice application. It's just, it's complex. It's meant for, you know, sound engineering. So, right. um, so what about Reaper really kind of made you want to make that switch going from audacity? So audacity's major limitation is single track recording. Um, and with most of my phone or most of my interviews being done via phone conversation, oops, sorry. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. So with most most of my interviews being done before via phone uh, conversation, um, I needed two track recording, and so I started out with Pro Tools first, uh, which is free and but kind of limited, and then very picky about sample rates and whether other applications are also using the interface that you're using, and I had a lot of trouble just getting that to work, and probably a lot of it was that I didn't take the time to learn it fully. <laughs> you know, I got yeah, that's, through that's heavy duty too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I got through the, um, I got through a, another one of those things, <laughs> the free, uh, tutorials or uh, sorry, LinkedIn learning launched, mm-hmm. uh, it used to be Linda. Then it became LinkedIn learning and John Lee Dumas <laughs> ran right. a, a coupon code for that. And so I used LinkedIn learning to learn enough about pro tools first to be dangerous. Actually, it was a Pro Tools full version, but I learned enough to be dangerous and I used it for a couple of face-to-face interviews. Um, but just the fight with always like, what was the last thing that used your your interface? And if it didn't agree with Pro Tools, Pro Tools would throw a fit and wouldn't work at all. And Reaper just was a lot easier to use. And so I'm still currently using their evaluation uh, license, but I'm going to switch over to a full, a full license of that. So, right. Okay. I'm on their website right now. I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes for anyone that's interested in um, checking it out. Um, I'm going to actually look into it, um, to, to just see a little bit more about it. Cause I'm always curious about, you know, software and stuff like that that's coming on my, uh, a lot of my background happens to be technology and, and coding and programming. And so I'm always fascinated with stuff like this, but I just, um, just wanted to hear some of the decisions and the choices. So it sounds like it's pretty solid um, with a lot of those things going forward, which is, which is really good. Um, now you mentioned earlier um, about uh, the partnership that John Lee Dumas has with the, the podcasting uh, websites. Um, is that who you're using for your hosting right now? Nope. I'm self-hosted on WordPress and uh, okay. built my website on my own. Basically I followed. So the, one of the podcasts I listened to where I was introduced to John Lee Dumas is the Tom Wood show, which is a libertarian podcast. Uh, But I, um, he, and he's the one who gives you a shout out on his podcast if you buy hosting through his link. And so I just basically followed his template from, for everything from my, the way my show is run to how my website looked. I kind of tried to just use his as a guide and then I made it, ranchy <laughs> and, so, uh, and tried to use that as, you know, kind of a, a model for how I've oriented my, my show and my web presence and some of those things and then right. made it my own. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks nice. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the layout is kind of 
clean and you know you're hooked right into a lot of the players that are showing like um show note information ability to download all types of stuff like that so you, you know you're getting a lot of um good exposure to people that actually come to the website and kind of um you know check things out from there um so let me um let me kind of turn this a little bit so you know we got a pretty good understanding of how you got started and some of the things that are working in there um have you been having any kind of um problems or struggles with any of the um, technology or kind of like where you want to go next? Is there anything where you're looking to see like, hey, how can I kind of overcome this and then try to move forward? So um, since episode three of my podcast, which was actually just the second week of, of it because I launched with a zero episode of introduction and two episodes of the actual podcast. And then I launched episode three or released episode three. And then the guy that had fixed my first episode. So my first episode I recorded without pop filters. Didn't know anything about that. I recorded, (laughs) um, yeah, probably too far away from the microphone and some other things like that as far as my guest, because we recorded it face to face. And so I sent it off to this guy who actually produces a couple of the podcasts I listen to and he fixed it for me for a fee. And then he came back and, uh, offered to, produce my podcast for me. And I'm like, Hmm, it's worth the time because it takes me forever to do this right. (laughs) Right. So, so, um, I have been using a producer for that. So there've been a couple of times since where he was out of town or we were both busy and I didn't have time to get it edited and uploaded to him in time to release it to my audience on the schedule I like to use. And so, um, I've produced my own. Okay. And so, um, you know, making it sound as nice uh, when I produce my own as it does when he produces it is probably my biggest challenge at this point, but that's, you know, compression and EQ and things like that, that I haven't taken the time to learn. Right. Um, And I think Reaper does some of that, but I, again, would just need to sit through the 30 some odd videos of YouTube tutorials that they have produced (laughs) and, and learn how to do it right. But Okay. Yeah. Cleaning up the audio can be a pain if you, you're not familiar with it and then understanding what the frequencies are and what you're actually doing to the sound when you're messing with it. And so, right. yep. um, so yeah, so, okay. So then just so I understand, so what you said is right now you are using a, are you, are you fully using him as a producer right now or you just had him clean up the first couple and you have been doing it hundred percent of your own since then? No. So he's, he's produced episode one and everything after three. So I did two and three myself. Okay. And the zero episode, and then he produced one because it was unlistenable. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just from a, uh, he depopped it, denoised it, some of those things. Okay. Um, So anyways, right now what I do is I edit it. I cut out any unnecessary ums and ahs and things like that. And then I, I send it off to him with the two sides of the conversation. And he puts it all together and drops it into the template for my episode with the introduction and the, you know, the show intro and stuff like that. So, okay. So more of the struggle is that you just want to understand a lot of the audio editing process better so that the goal is for you to take on more of that work yourself. That's really what you're trying to get through. Um, I don't know at this point if I want to dedicate the time each week it takes to producing, you know, and I don't know, maybe that's a simple thing, but, um, so (laughs) yeah. So like the editing, I do because that's too time consuming to ask him to do it or whatever. So I do the editing and send it off and he does the post-production. And so uh, that's the part I don't know anything about. How do you do post-production? How do you make it, you know, everything sound rich and full and things like that? 
Right. Okay. So. All right. No, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. There's definitely um, some decent resources out there that'll help. And I think the tutorials that you'll go through with Reaper will, will definitely kind of um, seal that in for you and help with that. Um, so yeah. May I ask um, who is it that you are using? Yeah. Chris Williams audio out of Austin, Texas, Chris Williams audio.com is his website. And okay. he's very, very good. Deals with a lot of podcasters and knows his stuff and uh, does other kinds of audio production, but yeah. He's All very, right. no, that's really awesome. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll check out his stuff. Actually, um, so ironically, I don't know if you took, um, if you looked at the site for um, our thing for what I posted. So I have um, Podcasters Podcast, which is what we're on right now, the show. Um, but I also have um, my own podcasting studio where I do similar things to what he's doing. Um, but I think it's really awesome that you have someone that's able to do that. A lot of people, um, you know, definitely need a lot of that technical help. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'll, I'll check his stuff out and I'll include it in the show notes because I think um, everybody deserves a fair shot. And, you know, <laughs> especially with the uh, the skill set that he has, if there's a lot of good history there, um, you know, it's always worth showing everyone that uh, can be out there and help with that type of thing. So it's, you know, it's good that he's in the community and helping with everything. Sure. Um, so, okay, so moving forward a little bit, um, we're coming close on time um, right now, so I do have to uh, to be mindful and respectful of your time with everything, and you know, I want to try to keep the show concise, even though we could probably talk for hundreds of hours about all types of things. Um, is there anything, um, let's see, so we cover with the struggle and with what's going on there, and then a lot of your background and history. I'm sorry, this is just me refreshing my brain so I can, I can keep going. It's all <laughs> good. Is there anything that um, you're looking forward or kind of like the next level um, that you want to try to get to with the podcasting that if there's anybody out there that's listening that might be able to um, lend a hand and contribute or, you know, help you with that? Um, is there anything that you're trying to, you know, learn about and just kind of figure out how do I get to this next step? Um, becoming a better interviewer, you know, and, but I, I think... I have tried to just expose myself to as many different styles of interviewers as I can through other podcasts I listen to and, you know, take those in and listen to them. You know, I just got off, I had a phone conversation yesterday, somebody who's kind of a nationwide known name in the industry uh, from a market analysis uh, standpoint called me and asked if I would join a new network of podcasts that he's starting. And so I want to, understand what that means and, and, right. you know, what all goes into that and, you know, just make sure that I kind of uh, protect what I built, but also, you know, am open to a new platform that maybe provides new opportunities that I wasn't going to get on my own. So all those things are, you know, s some questions I'm wrestling with right now. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. And that can be exciting and scary all at the same time, because with a network, um, you really don't know, you have to be very careful with the, um, you know, the, the, the stipulations and the contracts, you don't want to lose creativity, but you also have to now keep in mind, you'll have exposure to a lot of things that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so you got to weigh out those, those benefits and see, you know, like, hey, they're gonna give you advertisement, and you might get a percentage, but you might have to like, now talk about something or like product placement. So but it might be worth it, who knows? And you know, any, any kind of conversations with that can, can go really great. Um, just making sure that you're paying attention to a lot of the, um, the, the fine print <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. resources regarding that, you know, finding okay. resources that, that help people understand different ways those things are structured and stuff like that, I think is probably a big, uh, immediate need for me. 
Okay. So I think community wise, um, we both said um, at some point, we're both part of Podcasters Paradise. And I think that that might be where you saw the um, the invite for the show originally. Um, so um, definitely leverage that community also, but hopefully you'll have some people uh, that will hear this and might be able to chip in um, and kind of go from there. Now I have your contact information, but if somebody does want to get a hold of you either to talk about your show, has ideas about potential guests or to just kind of help on a technical level around the podcast, how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, YP Clay Connery is my Twitter handle. That's YP C L A Y C O N R Y at YP Clay Connery is my Twitter handle and I'm pretty active on there. So if you want to reach out to me through there, you can hit me up there. Um, I try to be responsive through Facebook and uh, like facebook.com slash working cows or working cows.net has a contact page that comes right to my email inbox. So I, I try to respond to every every uh email at this point um which they've been more frequent lately which is encouraging but uh (laughs) so any of those are ways to get in touch with me okay awesome all right great i'll make sure that all that stuff gets published um is there anything else that you wanted to um i guess kind of relay out to either the podcasting community or anyone that has any kind of interest with your show or anything like that um you know just all you have to do is ask I, i think we're in a new uh era (laughs) in in the world and people are more reachable than ever and I have had some of the upper echelon guests in my industry just because I asked and they've been open to it and uh, it's they've been profitable discussions and so yeah I, I think that's the thing that has surprised me more than anything is just how reachable people are and all you have to do is ask all right. Awesome. No, it sounds great. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, worst case they say no, but you never know unless you ask. So, so far I've so. only had one flat out turn me down. I've had a couple that haven't responded, but one, only one has actually said, no, I can't do that. Okay. So. All right. Well, Pretty that's, good. that's, that's actually really good. All right. Awesome. So um, we're kind of at the time uh, for everything with the show. It's been really great having a conversation with you. Um, again, I'm going to push everybody over to uh, workingcows.net, And so people can take a listen to your shows. There's a lot of cool, interesting information over there. I, I happen to have, hobbies all over the place, some of which is permaculture and farming and other things like that. And though you don't really touch too much on the localized stuff, you're more on the bigger ranch things, it's still related. So it's really interesting to hear what's happening with the cattle, um, how people are doing the production, because it's really about food supply at that point too. And so, you know, just listening in and what's going on, it's actually really cool to have that kind of insight as to what's happening with that parts of the show. So. Yep. And if people are interested in those kinds of things, workingcows.net slash 15 would be a good episode. That's a kind of a a guy that's doing a lot of that kind of stuff and soil health. We, we nerded out together about soil health for a while. So workingcows.net slash 15 might be one, a, a place to start. Okay. Uh, who was the guest that was on that show? Joe Mills. He's actually the hippie farmer on Twitter. The hippie uh, farmer. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. I, um, I ran into a video um, from a guy named Joe Salatin. Oh yeah. Uh, so he, um, he has videos and stuff. I'm sure you've heard of them. There was one that I saw where he was, I think it was something like, you know, 500 head of cow on like four acres of land or some ridiculously small number where everyone's like, how do you actually do this? And it's yeah. like, he was just showing people how he was rotating all of the grass and their feeding and drinking locations and everything else. And it's just like watching that video. I was like, I was just blown away <laughs> with, you yep. know, how somebody can have that much kind of efficiency and just managing oh, that many, you know, just live, huge creatures that are just, you know, they're just amazing animals. Yep. No, Joel is a, a great resource for our industry and uh, one of those dream future guests for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so not a problem. Actually, um, I'll send you um, a couple of links, people that you've probably heard of, but there are people that are kind of in that space that are doing like YouTube channels and other things like that. Who knows? Maybe somebody can uh, work a friend of a friend connection and, you know, kind of hook you up there. So absolutely that works out for you. So. All right. Awesome. So Clay, it's been great talking to you and then, um, you know, we'll catch up again. So again, this is kind of, like I said, everything's going to be around the focus of podcasting. So, um, providing that everything's going great and your show continues to grow, um, I'll follow back up and see how things are going. And then we'll have more discussions around things like hopefully you're three levels past where your struggle is right now. And we can kind of recap and reminisce about, you know, just kind of where things were starting off at. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter W. Stands for WCR Studios, the production company that brought you today's episode and every episode of the Podcasters Podcast. Come visit the site at WCRstudios.com. Check out some of the other great podcasts that we're in the middle of producing. And as always, we will catch you next time on the next episode of the Podcasters Podcast. Podcast.